Hello and welcome to another episode of Speaking Broadly. Um, my name is Krishna Hurry, and today I'm joined by our SEO and marketing specialist Giuseppe Baggiani uh, to discuss how AI is influencing the search engines we all use on a day-to-day basis. Um, this will actually be my last podcast uh, as I'm leaving the business, uh, but the show must go on and I'm... Um, Uh, leaving you in the capable hands of my colleague Zoe Burrows, who's taking over uh, as of the next podcast. Um, But first in the line, uh, welcome to the show, Giuseppe. How are you doing? Thanks, Krishna. I'm very well, thank you. Not too bad, not too bad. So, I mean, to begin, for those uh, listeners um, that need a little bit extra background information on AI and, you know, how it's influencing um, uh, search, what what is AI within the context of search engines and why is it so important? AI is uh, short for artificial intelligence and uh, it's a phrase which covers a lot of things, things where machines um, tend to imitate human intelligence. Right. And we have uh, quite a lot of examples of this in our daily life, online translators or uh, voice search but the the type of artificial intelligence which is mainly used in uh, um, search engines is yep. machine learning, which right. is um, when a machine teaches itself to do something and learns from its own experience. Right. No, I see. That's very interesting. And obviously you did mention um, specifically with regards to Google, um, there's something being being discussed right now called Rank Brain. I don't know if you could sort of fill in our listeners on sort of the importance of Rank Brain and how it works and sort of the nuts and bolts behind it, which I find quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. For example, Rank Brain is a uh, part of the of Google's core algorithm. Yeah. Basically, it helps a search engine rank results um, according to your search. And also, it helps the search engine see which results you particularly find particularly interesting. For example, by understanding the relationship uh, between words. Yeah. So if you enter a search for uh, the grey console developed by Sony, yeah. you, you get PlayStation. Yes, yeah, yeah. PlayStation as a word is it's not in your search. No. Your search is grey console developed by Sony. I say, yeah. So how does the search engine know that the Grey Console developed by Sony is the place? Is that almost like reading between the lines? Yeah. What would happen before Rank Brain? Yeah. Is that the search engine would search all the all the web for each single word? Grey Console developed Sony. Yeah. Yeah. So Rank Brain understands the relationship between words. Right. And does it so automatically and teaches itself to improve. Right. So before the introduction of Rank Brain, Google um, engineers would manually code the uh, algorithm, test it, yeah. see what worked and what didn't work, and then manually improve it. Right. But Rank Brain does everything by itself. Yeah, it's all automated. It is. Yeah, it that's teaches quite itself. That's quite very, very experience. Yeah. Because, for example, once you get your results, after searching for grey console developed by Sony, yeah, yeah, you would click on some of them and not on others. Yes, and that tells the search engine which results, which pages you find more useful. Oh wow! So it's, now multiply yeah. this for the hundreds of millions of searches. Yes, and you understand how this works. Yeah, like self-filtering almost. Mm. 
the search engine is working on billions of searches like this and uh, and the algorithm learns from its own experience so yes. for instance let's say you search for let's say you've pulled a, a muscle in your back yes and search for pulled back muscle and you get a number of results so you click on the first one yeah for instance and that starts with saying oh we're really sorry you had an accident um you back is such an important part of your body and you leave it because you don't want you don't want to know that you want some practical tips yeah exactly yeah not useless information <laughs> then you go on to the next one and says get some rest and put ice on your back yeah that's more interesting that perhaps the third one contains five tips on how to recover when you've pulled a back muscle yeah so on all these three clicks on all these three pages you open you will have something which google calls dwell time dwell time that's dwell interesting time means how long you spend on a page yeah obviously click through rate yeah and bounce rate so by browsing and bouncing until you find the right result you have told rank brain which result is more relevant to your query It's amazing. Yeah, and yeah. Like you, there's billions of other users who do so. Yeah. So that, that that's how it works. Mm. So um it gives you the next time you search for pulled back muscle, that page you have spent more time on would be on top on your searches because remember everybody gets personalized search results. And it knows it because obviously it's just, you know, it's it's obviously cleverer than a human. It's it's pretty incredible because I think when you're when you're searching online or you know I don't know if any of our listeners um well I, I suppose all of our listeners will have experience you know on search engines because uh, they're so prevalent in our in our day-to-day lives um but I think it's it's very easy as sort of a singular person to think I'm not giving Google or the search engine a lot of information but you you look into it and you realize that you know like you said dwell time click through bounce just by your behavior you're yeah. you're you're telling the search engine's ai all it needs to know about about what and then obviously times that by you know how many sure. how many billions of searches so you know quite quite incredible stuff with with regards to sort of seo and maybe i've sort of pulled this question a little bit early but it would be good to sort of dive into it a little bit um how, how for, for an organization that's looking to sort of improve their seo and and sort of you know exist within that context uh, and sort of be competitive um how would a would a, a company sort of navigate that climate of uh, rank brain and you know things like that yeah it's it's a, it's a very good question actually because the the scenario is is becoming so competitive these days yeah and it's simply because if you if you enter any search query in a search engine yeah. and you look at especially in google you look at the first page between ads there'll be five six seven ads always now yes then <laughs> there's uh, people also ask which is, is a set, like suggested queries then there can be videos then there'll be there's always wikipedia then there can be things like google books it's basically if you think about it the organic places is yes i know more than two or three first pages are almost off limits <laughs> you know what i mean like exactly yeah and if, and if you consider that 98% of traffic 
goes to the first three organic results. God. It means it's nearly impossible to be on page one yeah. for large queries. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying this because now Google, like any other search engine, can understand your intention. So what happens is that if you don't give the search engine enough information, it will think you are looking for information. Right, right. So if you enter business development, you'll get your first page would be full of ads and of web pages which explain what business development is. But that's not, not necessarily what you want. It's not what you want because yeah. if you are selling yeah. business development... You don't want to be found by people who don't even know what business development is. Yeah, it's a powerful point. So you've got to be on page one, to, but you want to intercept queries from people who are looking to buy what you sell. Yes. So say, for example, you are a solicitor and uh, you sell advice on mortgage securities. Right. For example, if you enter mortgage, mortgage security... As, as a query, you won't find any solicitors, solicitors there. You will find uh, um, all these websites about what a mortgage security is. Right. So you know more or less what a mortgage security is. You're looking for a solicitor. That can help you in that area. can help you in that. Yeah, yeah. If, on the other hand, you are the solicitor, you want to be uh, found by people who are actively looking. Yes. For someone who can help them with mortgage securities. Mm. So what would somebody who is looking for help with mortgage securities enter? That's the question, isn't it? That's the question you've got to figure out. Yeah, yeah. So if, for example, you try and search for providing mortgage, mortgage securities to my bank, yeah, that's the kind of search that a person would enter if they were closer to buying solicitor's services right because i know what it is i don't know how to provide my bank with mortgage securities so i need help in that yes in your in your website you as a solicitor will have a page which talks about how to provide mortgage securities in your bank so so would you say as a general tip for for sort of listeners it would be you know to focus on the specific pain points that their that their target market will be going through instead of like you know being quite general absolutely yeah you you have to you have to optimize for your uh, clients pain points yeah yeah nowadays more than ever people are looking for answers yeah ironically it, on, it, a it, search it, on a search engine on a search engine yeah um i don't I don't remember now off the top of my head, but an amazing percentage of searches are queries. Yeah. People are looking for answers. For example, Google recently released data about some of the most frequent searches, and apparently the most frequent of all, or one of the most frequent of all, is for me. Right. For me searches are big. What's, what's, for, what's a for me search, if you don't mind going into Best holiday for me. Right, I see. Okay. Um, best dress for me. Right. Best pair of running shoes for me. Well, it's creepy if you, you know, potentially best creepy. Best if... diet for me. Yeah, yeah. And how mm. much How much does it know about you? <laughs> That's the they thing. do, they do. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're logged in 
on Google with your Google profile. Yeah. And they know that you are a, a male of uh, your age. Yeah. So if you enter a search for best diet for me, it's quite easy. There'll to be a lot of KFC on there. That's that's for sure. For a, yeah. a male person of your age. Yeah. And but also they've got your search history, what yeah. you've searched before. Right. So that's very powerful stuff. So you, if you want to sell, whether you're in B two B or B two C, if you want to sell services, if you want to be seen organically. Yeah, you have to produce material and put material on your website, which meets your prospects' hypothetical questions. So you've got to figure out, yeah, your prospect pain points, and you should know. Yeah, a business should know what its clients need, of course. want. No, definitely. And I'm a bit of an amateur, Giuseppe, so correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you know, in the SEO hustle, as it were. But am, am I right in saying sort of those longer tail sort of questions that people ask? Is that be a correct there, terminology? There was, a, there was a time when long tail searches were very popular as opposed to short tail searches. But yeah. with all this artificial intelligence thing that we have just been discussing, it's a lot less important. Just entering a search for running shoes, you will get... Places to buy running shoes online, places to buy running shoes near you. Yeah, all and right. Because the search engine understands you're interested in sports, you'll get uh, people who buy running shoes also tend to buy this, and you will get ads wow. for, uh, I don't know, fitness classes, for yeah. example. Yeah. Or uh, all sorts of uh, running gear besides shoes. Right. So, yes, uh, long tail keywords are still important because they tend to be clearer in what you want. So your in, your intent as a searcher is clearer right. with the long tail keyword. But certainly less important than, than they were. And it's it's the really important thing now is for, for somebody who searches is to be natural right. in what you search. And for someone who is building a website and has to put material on the website yeah. is to make sure your website tells a story of who you are and of what you do you may get less traffic yeah but the traffic you get would be far higher in quality than just yeah shooting in the dark so i assume if you have a website that communicates your purpose properly you'll see i imagine higher dwell time higher click through and maybe a lower bounce so that would that be sort of a correct yeah, yeah correct right so it's a bit of like a like a there's a reinforcement a reinforcement effect. thing that's 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 powerful for you know for anyone listening like you know um that that sort of dwell time click through and bounce really really good sort of insight um on sort of communicating the core message of a business i think we drone on about it even as a business really um as sort of a a third pillar that i wanted to discuss with you you did mention sort of you know um if you've got a generic search term or you know search term that you're targeting it can be you know if you want to land on the first page of google it can be quite grim uh you know for, for, for a company grim prospects you know very competitive loads of ads and getting there um to to, to focus on slightly the flip side and you know maybe the, how, how much hope would you say there would be for a company that was say more realistic about maybe targeting pain points how's the competition on the other side of that coin it's always very high. It's very competitive anyway. But um, in the end, 
it depends on who your targets are. Of course, if you if you have a an e-commerce website and you're actually selling running shoes, yeah, you need a lot of traffic. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's going to be loads and of people organically. I wouldn't advise any e-commerce website to base their strategy only on organic. Right. Normally, organic needs to be supported by paid advertising and social media and lots of other things which integrate into what we call digital marketing right if you're into b2b um you certainly don't need masses of traffic but you need very targeted traffic but the most important thing is, is to be is to be human because artificial intelligence is making searches more human so uh, if your website tells a story of what you do and who you are and obviously if what you do is interesting Yes. Then you will get the traffic you want. Not big. Yeah. Volumes. I think it's easy to fall into the trap of we we write really funny interesting blogs but then when they write arrive on the first page of your website um it's like you know the the websites that really frustrate me where you don't know what the hell the company does. Um no well th- thank you for that Giuseppe it's been you know it, it has been a pleasure you know because I I did want to sort of pick your brain about uh sort of seo we were just having a discussion in the office the other day about rank brain and sort of machine learning and i i really want to sort of you know communicate how how these things fit into the context of you know b2b uh sales and how that you know resonates with with some of our clients so it's been really good uh picking your brains on that as usual i always like to do my key takeaways uh for those people that might be listening um and i think uh with your with your sort of blessing um <laughs> feel free to correct me i'd say one is you know get to the pain understand the pain points of your um, of your target market i suppose that that goes with um the territory even in sales actually so that's quite a powerful one second one is um you know be aware that uh all this sort of rank brain machine learning seo stuff is one brick of a whole house so obviously you've got to back it up with sort of the traditional stuff like paid advertising and i think leaning too much on it uh for you know for some clients maybe maybe a bit of a, a bad alley to go down uh, and third obviously is uh that sort of human the human element that you talked about that sort of you know when somebody lands on your website easy thing for for people to get wrong yeah. really yeah. Absolutely. to know exactly what you do so no that's that's powerful stuff for, for those listening thank thank you for your time again uh giuseppe um that's all we have time for today uh but please do check us out on facebook and twitter you can do that by searching broadly speaking um and all our other podcasts can actually be found on itunes stitcher and spotify uh by searching speaking broadly it's been a pleasure presenting for you guys and uh, as i said in the beginning my colleague zoe burrows will be picking up in the next podcast see you later